Welcome to Reality Bites. This is Desley Casey, your host. And today I'm very, very excited to actually introduce to you my co-host, Susan Pavlik from Tasmania. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Desley. Pleasure to be here. Okay. Would Would you like to tell the viewers and the listeners a a little bit about yourself and what you're passionate about and everything like that. So people, viewers and listeners get to know you. They'll get to know you over the, over time, but, you know, as a bit of an introduction. Okay. So I am 65 years old. Uh, I am a mum and a grandma. I am passionate about my kids. I am passionate about most things um my i love music i'm a big music fan and it's often going in my house it helps me think and all sorts of things uh i also am a crazy mad collingwood supporter please folks don't hold that against me (laughs) i was born today um, so yeah, I love my pies, as you can see behind me, <laughs> and I love my garden. I lead a relatively quiet life, um, and it is a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm hoping that together we will do some great things. Excellent, sir. What sort of music are you into? Um, across the board, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, everything i'm not a big head banger but um apart from that um most things um lyrical music that has good words Mm. i i must admit my music taste is stuck in the 60s so and i'm also 65 but i i'm afraid i haven't got past that era of music to be in the main, you know what I mean? Um, well, era, you don't want to get past that. Oh, it was, it was a brilliant era, wasn't it? It was. No, no offence to the young people of the day and their rapping and everything. Um, no, not at all. Not, you know, in, in that sort of respect. Uh, you know, yeah, music in different forms, but I must admit, yeah, I, I am very much a 60s, The Seekers... Yeah. Um, yes, Seekers, Elton John, he was in the 70s, I think, but uh, Beatles, and not to, to a certain degree, the Beatles. Wasn't a big fan of the Beatles, to be quite honest. I think I, I was an Elvis fan back then, so yes. mm. I don't think, you know, Elvis and Beatles, you couldn't be both. You know, my, my friends were Beatles fans, um, but they weren't Elvis fans. It just seemed one of those quirky things. Yes. Uh, you couldn't be a fan of both. Yeah. So I'm afraid 60s music, you know, all the time, music. I don't listen to a lot of music these days. I tend to listen to Radio National when I'm going to work because I have a like a 30-odd-minute drive, and I hear all the different podcasts and at all times of the, particularly because I do evenings, um, yeah. they have a lot of different ones on. So 
I I tend to I get a lot of information that way just from listening to Radio National, and it's quite varied. Yeah, you do. You get a, a big cross section. Yes. Music, um, it transcends everything, I think. Mm -hmm. It transcends, you know, culture and religion and everything. You know, it, it's um, it's the language of the world, I think. Music. Yeah, it's a universal language, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm into TV Asian series that I like to watch and they have a a lot of a lot of music woven in and they seem to have uh, theme music for the different TV series and one series I watched they had three different themes depending on which character was oh, yeah. at the time so yeah. that that's really good but I don't I don't um, they don't put the words of the lyrics up, so I have no idea what I'm humming along to. But I do, I do like their their quirky. Their music's quite quirky in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, cultures. Because um, I'm from a European background, so um, you know, we used to do the you know the dances and all that. I think every culture does, but with the you know all the get up the dress ups and stuff yeah so that was an important part of my childhood what so, what, what country oh well where it doesn't i'm serbian right um, but it was yugoslavia way back then which right. is, you know, ah, i always as a child always wish that australia had an actual national dress you know like like Switzerland and Germany and, as you, you say, Serbian and Yugoslavia, they've got national dress, you know what I mean? And I always wish that as a, Australia, it seems to be English-speaking countries don't have a national dress unless you call thongs and uh, well, T-shirts a national dress. But, you know, that's the nice fancy embroidered national dresses. Always yeah. as a kid, I always wish we had a national dress. It, I kind yeah. of miss that we didn't have one. Yeah, but we had school uniforms or we still have school uniforms. Yes. You know, and not too many have that these days. Uh, but, yeah, it, that is, yeah, each culture has its own little... But the Westerners don't seem to to follow that. No, no, we don't. Which is rather a, a, a shame, actually. I, I always, always miss that. I because my childhood dreams were to go to Switzerland and Canada, and I was very, very fortunate. I did go to Switzerland, and I've been to Canada twice. Oh, lovely! Different, I love two Canada. different sections of Canada. Yes. I haven't been, but it, it was even as a child, it was my favourite place to visit. Yes. I read a lot about it and, and, you know, beautiful country and to all accounts what I've read, nice people too. So, yeah, that's always been, I'd like to go to Canada. Yes, I, I, I've been very lucky. So I have travelled a bit uh, around the world, so I've been fairly lucky that way. Uh, very fortunate and built a lot of memories uh, and that. But 
one of my retirement dreams, which I know I will never realise unless I win the lottery, and it's yeah. a bit hard to win unless you have a ticket, um, <laughs> and um, is to spend three months uh, in Switzerland, three months in Canada and six months in Australia. Oh, nice dream. That's that's kind of the dream, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless uh, someone bequeaths me a lot of money, which I doubt <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen, or I win yeah. the lottery, which is like 20 million to one, <laughs> and you've got to have a ticket in the first place. Uh, yeah. I don't think that dream is going to come true, actually, but it's a nice dream to have. You never know, but yes, it is a nice dream to have. I haven't travelled a lot um, outside of our country, but I have seen a lot of our country. Mm. And um, I really don't have desire to travel outside our country, particularly these days, but I just think that, you know, we've got everything here that you could want to possibly see and more, like mm. what beaches, we've got the best. Um, you want nature, we have it in abundance. Yeah. You want wildlife, we've got the most unique wildlife on the planet. Um, you know, and our people are fantastic. They're warm and, and welcoming people. Um, and yeah, I've never really, if if I, um, I've never had really desires to go for a um, holiday to sit on the beaches of Fiji. Hayman Island, uh, I'd love to, you know. Why would I, yeah, keep it at home? That's true. I, I went to Fiji when I was 18. So I actually worked in New Zealand for seven months. And part of that seven months, uh, in between that seven months, I did a trip to Fiji at the time. So I'd say I'd say that's changed a fair, fair lot since then. But I did have the opportunity to look around a cruise ship, inside a cruise ship, when it was uh, docked at the time at the port and had, had a really good squeeze around the cruise ship. But fascinating because the Fiji band came out to play and yeah. to welcome the cruise ship. And it was like a really big event, you know, having the cruise ship uh, in port. So, and I happened to be in Fiji at the time. I think it was Nandi. Nandi is the capital of Fiji, I think, the, the port. I think that's, I know it started with an N. Um, and it was very nice. Uh, and, but I haven't been back to New Zealand. I have been back to New Zealand, but I think I've only been back once to New I Zealand. I would like to go to New Zealand. In fact, <laughs> I keep telling my family, if the Liberals get in again, I'm moving to New Zealand. <laughs> so that's our standard family joke at the minute. All right, okay, okay. Look, I agree with you. Turning to politics at the moment, I hope LNP, who had kind of been doing badly in the polls, continue to do badly, yes. if not even more so. Yes, terribly. Um, Bad, bad, as my two-year-old grandson would say, bad. Yes. Uh, I don't know that we could cope with another four years of the LNP. Oh, well, 
well, personally, I couldn't. And with their dreaded legislation of that horrible, abusive, bloody card, who who can who can honestly? That is just ridiculous. Talk about you know everybody's screaming about an increase in payments. This government has found a way how to decrease your payments by a princely sum of 80%. Because yeah. to get that 80%, you have to fight your bum off. Jump through hoops and, and do ridiculous things to get access to that money. Oh, for, for our listeners and viewers, we're talking about the cashless debit card, which is uh, in six different trial sites across Australia, plus now in the Northern Territory and also in the Cape York, uh, Cape York area. So, yes, and it's very scary what they're doing with this card. I personally cannot see how they marry up the principles of the Liberal Party of self-determination and in the individual with forced income management, which is what this card is about. And, exactly. and it's not just for uh, the majority, more than the majority of people on the card are neither drug addicts, alcoholics, or have a gambling problem. In, oh, in, it's, it's basically by postcode within those trial sites. So, yeah. it, and it's uh, absolutely diabolical. And yep. for, for the viewers and listeners, it, the LNP want to roll it out nationwide to all Centrelink recipients, including yep. aged pensioners. Whilst they will be last on the list to be put on the card, which is what I believe, uh, they, they're already in legislation, have the capacity to put aged pensioners on the card, and there are some aged pensioners on the card. There are 25, I believe, age pensioners on the card in varying trial zones. But look, it, it's a, there is no way this that card can succeed or, or, or has shown any merit at all of doing anybody any good. Um, there have been so many um, reviews and, and, and surveys and things that have been conducted and most of them have been kept secret. And in not one of those areas that have been trialled, has there been a good outcome for anyone? Yes. Yet this government is still on, on the trail to make this blanket across all welfare recipients if they were to get in power again at this yeah. coming. And this is really about putting privatising uh, welfare and centrally payments uh, and putting them in the hands of business rather than staying in the hands of government, i.e. with Centrelink. Now, this, is, this card is different from the basics card, which yes. primarily was in the Northern Territory. The Northern Ter Territory Territorians who are on the basics card can voluntarily go on to the, the Hindu cashless debit card, uh, but it must be voluntary. Otherwise, they can elect to stay on the basics card. But that's the only, that basically is the only area 
where people have a choice. You don't have a choice. Once they, you just receive the card in the mail and, you know, when if you want... Ma'am, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're... And the stupid thing is where, you know, private... When you privatise, how do you privatise a welfare system? Mm. You know, welfare is about the poor, the, the vulnerable in our communities, the disabled, the sick, the, the whole gamut of people that, you know, are reliant on social security to get through, um, you know, from lots of walks of life. Inju is a private company. For Their profit. objective is to make profit. Mm. Now, the two just don't work well together. They don't work together at all because they're making a profit of those that are the least able to afford things, even as they are now, yes. let alone under the card where 80% of their income is actually quarantined. And the other part about it is they have people who are the cardholders, as uh, the cashier civic card people are called, who hold the caption cardholders, they actually have to seek permission to spend that 80%. They can't just use it as a normal debit card that the government try and claim it is. They can't use it online or very, very, they can't use, they can't buy off eBay, they can't buy off Gumtree, they can't buy off Amazon. Uh, if, if, and even then, yeah. Sales. Yes, or or that or they can't go to you know your your normal markets uh, oh. and market stalls, um, oh. and so this this card is really for big business. Personally, I think the politicians need to be put on it and have eighty percent of their income quarantine. They're receiving a government taxpayers' money. They oh. keep claiming that. Uh, welfare recipients or Centrelink recipients are receiving taxpayers' money. Well, so is so are the politicians. It comes out of the same taxpayer, you know. Basically, they they um, and then they say, but that we pay tax. Well, so do so do so do Centrelink recipients. We pay they pay goods and services tax. The only reason that we don't actually pay uh, income tax per se is because we're under the threshold. That's right. And if you're over the threshold and as a low-income earner, you still pay tax, uh, you yep. know, and that. And actually there's a question on the Centrelink application form as to whether you want them to deduct tax from your yes. Centrelink benefit, from your yes. Centrelink payment. So it's a misnomer to say that uh, Centrelink recipients don't pay tax. Yeah, the whole thing's a misnomer that has been created by various governments to punish those that are in receipt of whatever payment. I mean, yeah. you know, I've been a single mum a couple of times and I've been beat up over that. You know, you're a dull bludger, you should have kept your legs closed, blah, blah, blah. Never mind the fact that, you know, I spent 10 or 12 years of my life been beaten from pillar to post yeah. and that's why I become single parents you know that doesn't seem to occur to them 
And now the same single mums are being in the trial zones, are being put on these damn cards and then their life is tenfold worse than, than what it even was for me when I was a single mum because at least I got my payment. I didn't have to jump through hoops. Yeah. But you it's know. not only that, uh, Susan. It's I've heard stories where women, say, for example, fleeing domestic violence in Perth or Brisbane are basically being forced to go to transfer into a trial site area in yes. order to be able to receive a payment of any description. Not, yes. not that they could, so they can't even stay near their family and friends. They have to totally dislocate themselves and their, their children. Yep. Uh, to and, and look, they say, you know, they brought this card about on the premise that the kids will be better off. Yeah. You know, we're able to feed our kids no more hungry kids from these horrible druggies and alcoholics and rubbish. Um, but then they're subjecting young kids to being totally removed from their communities, their schools, their friends, and all the rest of it so they can actually get a payment to put food on the table. And that's only, you know, if you can't, I mean, the card declines everywhere. We, we know so many stories where people have been made homeless because the, the landlord doesn't want the scenario of, oh, you're late, but it's not your fault, it's the government's fault or it's Indu's fault because they didn't pay your rent. Mm. They just want to know that they get their rent. Yes. That's it. And so when you don't, you get kicked out and your credit rating is destroyed. And when you're on a fixed income, it is really, really hard to maintain a credit rating let alone to have it destroyed by a third party that is actually supposed to be helping you. I mean, it's a crock. Mm. It's and a that's, crock. A good, that's a good note to end with our poem, which is titled The LNP Fairy Tale. Would you like to start off, Sue? Sure. For four years long, it will nearly be the NLP wants to celebrate, oh, sorry, wants the electorate to believe. Good government, they are, so please place your trust. In our PM, surely this is a must. So out into the election land they go to campaign for another term for them to show that life in Aussie land is for one and all, unless, of course, you belong to the Centrelink store. Job seekers, pensioners and aged citizens galore know with certainty what will be in store. With the government willing to demonise, tearing down the dreams before their very eyes. LNP would like the electorate to believe job seekers are bums and they need to retrieve every last cent a welfare recipient may gain by and by whilst letting big business rip off taxpayers, taxpayers to the balls of their eyes. To a new low, the PM sinks each passing day. With, with Indu and Service Australia 
showing the way. To voters who live in specific postcodes will manage your money as the system slowly implodes. The government has raised the cashless debit card they flog as welfare recipients receive welfare. That's taxpayers' dollars, by God. Of course you're all drunks, druggies and gamblers and have to protect the children and strip you of your human rights to get rid of your demons. No cash for market stalls, fates or textbooks, you say, and cannot buy cost-effective goods from eBay. If you want specialised bra, you must seek our permission. Produce photographs and scars of your lesions. Of course you are lying. We know that very well. After all, we're the masters of spin and know how to dispel. Your anger and hurts and doing life tough. Can't pay your bills? Of course, that's all guff. We, the government, do know how to manage finances and blowouts and human carnage. So off to the polls we will go to continue our carnage, just so you know. We're the Christian mob. Belong to Hillsong, Hillsong we name. Empathy, compassion and respect are no longer the same. We're here to govern with all our might, regardless of Aussies and their plight. That's a beautiful note to end that on. It is true. And really, we can't take another term of LMP. Absolutely. And this is Desley Casey and co-host Susan Pavlik from Reality Bites saying thank you for listening and watching. Bye for now. Hope you have a great day. Bye.